Hi, welcome back to The Egg. This is the first episode of the new year. I'm Jack. And I'm Megan. And I'm Michaela. Today is Monday, January 8th, and we are going to dispatch with your weekly headlines. Logan Paul is a YouTube star and has over 15 million subscribers. Over the past week, Paul has been under fire after he posted a video of himself in Japan's Okigara Forest. The forest is known for the many suicides committed there every year. The video contained footage of someone who had recently committed suicide by hanging themselves. The video was on the trending page of YouTube for several hours and was seen by over 6 million people. The video was taken down by Logan Paul after backlash from fellow YouTube personalities and major news sources. Since the video's removal, Paul has apologized twice for the disturbing content. The first apology, which appeared in a Twitter post, stated that he had never been in a similar situation, and he admitted that he was wrong. He continued by saying, quote, I didn't do it for views. I get views. I did it because I thought I could make a positive ripple on the internet, not cause a monsoon of negativity. He goes on to say that he intended to raise awareness for suicide and suicide prevention, and he thought that if the video saved just one life, it would be worth it. The second apology was posted in a YouTube video. Here's a short clip. I should have never posted the video. I should have put the cameras down and stopped recording what we were going through. There's a lot of things I should have done differently, but I didn't. And for that, from the bottom of my heart, I am sorry. I want to apologize to anyone who has been affected or touched by mental illness or depression or suicide. But most importantly, I want to apologize to the victim and his family. For my fans who are defending my actions, please don't. They do not deserve to be defended. Logan Paul continues to be a target of criticism. An online petition for Paul's removal from YouTube has received support from thousands. Logan Paul has not posted since his last apology, but he did say on Twitter that he would return soon, but was, quote, taking time to reflect. The boys' basketball team began their season with what seems to be a fresh start. So far this year, they've already won more games than they did all of last year. They also came back to the season to a remodeled locker room. Eagle View's Lauren Redfern interviewed Donnie Crouch and Jack Campbell, who are the two senior captains for the boys' basketball team, and she's here to tell us more about the updated locker room. Welcome, Lauren. Hello, Jack. So, can you tell us a little bit about the new locker room? What does it look like? Well, it's located in the Ox Gym, and it's been used for storage for the past few years, so now it has lockers, bathroom, a uh, new flat-screen TV, and a PS4. And just, um, they made a space to call their own. So going from the old storage room to a, a brand new locker room, why did they decide to renovate? Well, the athletic department granted in the space, and the boys' basketball program thought it would be a great way for team bonding and a place that was their own, and they didn't have to compete with other teams, you know, to use the space. So the, the renovations weren't just purely cosmetic. It had a purpose. Yes. Um, They use it for team bonding, like I said before. They have a PS4. They come early. They stay late. They feel like really home in this new space. Did they help build it? Was that a part of the the bonding experience? Yes. They uh, helped paint. Donnie mentioned they went to breakfast after, and it was really just an all-hands-on-deck experience. With all the new additions to the locker room, it must have been expensive. How did they pay for them? Yes, they used their golf outing. Their annual golf outing was a huge hit this year. 
and also the kids camp during the summer, all the funds they gathered from that, they put into this new locker room. Is only the boys' locker room renovated? Is the girls planning to get renovated, or how's that working? Yes, there are two locker rooms, the boys and girls, in the Ox Gym, and the girls' program was granted one as well. They are still in the process of renovating. They have painted over winter break and are in the process of putting the new vinyl wood floors down. So hopefully we will see some um, improvement and updates uh, during their process as well. All right. Thank you, Lauren. And if you wish to see the finished pictures of the locker rooms, you can follow Bubba Coops on Twitter. And to keep up to date on all things sports, visit EagleViewNews.com. A phone rang in South Korea last Wednesday. Who was on the other end? North Korea. In nearly two years, no formal communication took place between the Hermit State and the South. And on Tuesday, they will meet at the Demilitarized Zone to discuss the North's participation in the 2018 Winter Olympics. The Olympics are being held in Pyeongchang County in South Korea. The North's unexpected contact with the South came after President Trump's tweet in response to Kim Jong-un's New Year's address. My God, what would I tell my mother? Hello, Mom. This is really terrible man. Who wants to buy my business? And he won't take no for an answer. So I've decided to kill him. For the first time in some years, Bulbrook High School's theater put on a winter production. It was a black box production directed by Marie Jurgens and Kyle Castle. So what is a black box production? Basically, it's a more private setting. So they set up the stage on the stage and then they create black walls to surround it and then they close the curtain. So the entire audience is on the stage with the actors. And so it's more of like a intimate experience between the audience and the actors. That was Katie Giffen. We spoke Saturday before the last showing. She and co-actor Sarah Malice performed the skit In the Tank. It's a tale about introspection and lobsters and human nature. Yeah, it starts off as a comedy um, between two lobsters in a tank, um, and then slowly it becomes more of a more of a story about humanity and how how we live our lives um, in comparison to how animals live theirs. College Credit Plus is an easy way for high school students to earn college credit while still attending high school. Ryan Westergaard is joining us today to talk a little bit more about CC Plus. Hi, Ryan. Hi, Jay. So what are the benefits of taking a CC Plus program? Well, College Credit Plus allows a high school student to take college classes at their, one of their local colleges, and they receive both college credit for the class and high school credit. Also, it saves a lot of money. How does it save money? So the high school will pay your tuition and books for your college classes, um, you only have to pay if there are other fees outside of those lines. So what type of classes can students take? Students can take any class that they qualify for at their college. Um, do students have to go to a campus, or can they take some online, or is it how does that work? Well, they can do both. If um, they take a class that either has to be on campus or if they want to take it in person, they can do that. How can someone learn more about CC Plus if they want to take it next year? They can contact Ms. Goey. She can give you all the information you'll need, and you can still sign up for College Credit Plus for next year. All right. Thanks, Ryan, for being here. Thank you.
Last week, record low temperatures swept across the country. Ohio's cities and towns experienced a cold like no other. Many days, temperatures didn't rise above 15 degrees and had wind chills of minus 10 or more. The National Weather Service advised Ohioans to stay inside away from that cold. But what about the nearly 10,000 Ohioans stuck outside? So uh, St. Vincent de Paul Society is here for absolutely anybody who needs any kind of help. St. Vincent de Paul of Dayton opened their doors to anyone who would otherwise be stuck outside. So right now when we're in emergency winter shelter, anybody who needs to come in for a night or a few hours or if they need to stay until the weather blows over, literally anybody who needs help, we help them now. That's Adam Wick, who is the marketing manager for St. Vincent de Paul. The Society of St. Vincent de Paul is actually an international society that's been around since the 1800s, dedicated to serving a mission inspired by uh, St. Vincent, the patron saint of charity. St. Vincent Dayton is known for their homeless shelters, but also provides help to the community through their pantry and their supportive housing program. Typically, they serve 300 people a day. Uh, This time of year, we see a bit of a spike because of the cold weather, of course. So right now we have about 400 people in shelter. It's not about a handout necessarily. I mean, we're here to help anybody who needs it, absolutely. But this is actually a rigorous program. When you come here, you're not just staying the night and getting free food. We're matching you with a case officer who looks at what critical factors in your life led you here and then creates a program for you to address each issue systematically with the goal of getting you out of here. I mean, frankly, if you're here, it's because you don't want to be here. And we empower people with the tools they need to make that difference. St. Vincent de Paul serves a unique role in the Dayton area. They're the only charity that offers a shelter program. Where the go-to? So many people, like I said, we, we serve each year an average of 100,000 people. That's 100,000 people in the, theater, in the greater Dayton area who rely on us for a place to stay, a warm meal, supportive housing, or any kind of program to, to take them further where they need to go. Uh, there's, there's no one else who does what we do. We depend so much on volunteer work. We actually have a very small staff here, uh, and we do that uh, strategically to cut administrative costs. Um, We're actually very proud that every dollar that goes to St. Vincent, we're actually able to give 94 cents on the dollar directly towards our guests. And that's only possible by having a very strong, reliable volunteer staff. To learn more about St. Vincent de Paul and how you can volunteer or make a donation, visit stvincentdayton.org. Another thing that I I like sharing with people, um, you know, thankfully this time of year between the holidays and the cold weather, we have the community coming together and really helping to support us. But we have to be careful because when times are good, people forget about us. And homelessness and poverty, unfortunately, really is a a year-round issue. Um, That said, we try, we really rely on having strong support this time of year to help carry us a little bit. But, you know, absolutely, you know, don't forget about us come February. Thank you for joining us on The Egg. To find more podcasts like this one, please visit eagleviewnews.com. The Egg is published by Eagleview News at Bellbrook High School and is written by myself, Jack Long, and Michaela Pittman. Katie Bills-Tunney is our advisor for the school newspaper. We record the egg in a shower room in the basement of Bell Creek Intermediate, and it is mixed by Kyle Miller. You can find us on Twitter at TheEggEVN. <laughs>